Hardee's invites you to try the new fiery famous star. Sizzling charbroiled burger bliss, dripping with creamy zesty fiery sauce. Join us for the new fiery famous star, only at Hardee's. Feed your happy. Available for a limited time at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. Hello. Hi. Hello. Well, this is Hi, a Angus, this is a technical triumph. <laughs> the fact that <laughs> only if it sounds good. No, no, no. It will sound good, and this is a this is undeniably a technical triumph. <laughs> we are managing to record a podcast two hundred miles apart via a Facebook video call. So yes. <laughs> If anything, this is this is the dedication that we have taken. Started to ten, started for ten to this this new level. Ain't nothing gonna hold us back. There, there literally is nothing gonna stop us. If either of us sound like we're underwater, I apologise. Hopefully, we won't. We won't. This is the sad. Was well, not the sad. I don't. Oh, hang on. Nah, it's not the sad. Unfortunate. This is. But this is what happens sometimes. From time to time, I am taken away to the. Uh, to the hospital <laughs> and uh, <laughs> constrained. There's no heart rate monitor or something. No, 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 no. Oh, could you hear the monitor? <laughs> oh, there was a bit yeah, of fridge alarm. <laughs> don't worry, I don't think that picked up. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, so there we go. I don't really know how to explain this over podcast very well. Probably won't bother, actually. Yeah, I'm in hospital, have no. been for ages. It's all, it's rubbish, but uh, we've covered this before. Covered it on a, actually, a cystic fibrosis special podcast no less yes go back and listen to our cystic fibrosis special and you yeah, we didn't um, really cover on what was going on but, but yeah basically i'm in hospital in london george is still in devon keeping the home fires burning have you had a good week oh yeah yeah you oh mate what a what a stunner of a week do it's we need been... to worry about that alarm or no no they i don't think that's picking up it's not picking up on my it. end but yeah i'm not even gonna try and explain <laughs> so all anyway, George is commenting on is an alarm that you can't even hear on the podcast. I hope I hope you can hear. It, otherwise, I'm going to sound like an idiot. We already do. Yeah. So I've just had one of them weeks. To be honest, one of those weeks where you just tick it off, you know, and it's gone. It's been and done, and I'm happy to see the end of it because it's another week that I don't have to go through, and I'm closer to being home again. There we go. Leave it at that. Good. So yeah, right. I start off at ten. Start for ten. Straight in. Let's go. It's one I've uh, I've well I've spent a lot of time on the internet this week and this was a classic that came up. Um, policeman barks like a dog to arrest a suspect in Swindon. Oh yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you heard. <coughs> <coughs> okay, go on. You're gonna have to explain this. What? What was this? <coughs> A policeman has told how he barked like a dog in order to fool a suspect and arrest him. PC Steve Hutton and other Wiltshire police officers had tried to pull over a suspicious vehicle travelling over the speed limit in Swindon. A stinger device was used and four occupants fled on foot. As he chased one of the men, he decided to shout that he had a dog and added a few few <laughs> fake barks, <laughs> which made the man give himself up. Um, oh, that's brilliant. He stopped, and then when he realised there wasn't a dog, it was too late and we'd already arrested him. By the look on his face, you could see he was a little disappointed with himself. Apparently. (laughs) I have a few questions about this. Okay. 
Why did PC Steve Hutton think any idea it was a good idea to pretend that he had a dog in the heat of battle while I he was don't know. while he was fleeing? Um, also, how realistic were PC Steve Hutton's dog sounds? Was he, he must, must have been pretty good because he obviously fooled them. Yeah, he, he must have been. I I don't even know how. He must have been unbelievably good to fool. I can, I can, I think, I think I can make pretty convincing barking sounds though. I don't think you need to sample that. So, do you he sounds, do you he sounds like the angry dog man off YouTube? And I they don't came, think I've seen the angry dog man. And they came bounding down. <laughs> that's a pretty good dog sound. Well, but may, there you go. Maybe that's what PC Steve Hutton did. Or the other side of this is that definitely the assailants who were fleeing on foot were under the influence well they, they were probably under the influence did this does it say what he uh, what they were arrested for well they were speeding so oh, it, was, right. it was literally just speeding and they were speeding and then um they pulled them over using a stinger device and then they fled on foot so they yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. there was obviously more to it but um yeah yeah and do you know what they were driving uh citron saxo nope what was a car that was close uh, to your heart? My heart? Yeah, it was very close to your Rover. heart. It was actually a Rover, yes. Amazing. <coughs> it was actually a Rover, yeah. Brilliant. <coughs> I used to have a Rover. I used to have a Rover 25. We've covered this because we talked about when the back windscreen popped. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. yeah we did. I loved, I loved that car. It was great. Uh, this alarm is really bothering you, isn't it? I can see it on your face. Do you want me to go and pause it? Yeah, what actually is it? It's a fridge alarm because it's gone above eight degrees in there, apparently. In the fridge? Yeah, inside the fridge. Give me three seconds. <laughs> you can fill. Talk about... Um... I'll fill. Well, there, you, there you go. I'll leave you... That's your, your task. I'll be... Oh, don't leave me with a task to fill. Seven seconds. seconds. So. We've had nice weather this week. Uh, summer's on its way. Hopefully no one has sunburn. I'm back. Um, oh, that, that, I didn't really get very far. What did you talk about? Uh, wait and see. It's very exciting. Derailed the whole, um, derailed the whole podcast, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. Back to where we were. I think um, I would raise the suspicion of quite how under the influence the teams... They must have been, pretty, they must have been plastered, is, is what they must, must They have must been. have been leathered. They must have been leathered. To, to, to hear the sound of a policeman and think... He sounds like a dog. No, no, to hear this, a policeman making a dog sound and think he actually had a dog. That is a dog. To make you stop is quite something. So I guess this, does, very this begs the question, what was, how, what's the most drunk you've ever been? Most drunk I've ever been? Yeah. Do you think you've ever been drunk uh, enough to, be, to, misunder- to mishear the sound of a chasing police dog? Um, no, I've never been that drunk. Oh, I think I think I've probably been there. I've been I've been quite drunk, but not that drunk. I just throw up. I just get to a point. I have like I don't even have to have that much. I just have like three. I have four pints and I'm gone. Three and four pints and I'm gone. I just throw up. You are quite the slender man, though, aren't you? I am very slender. Not, yeah, and it's strange. I've never seen you wearing any. It's very rare to see you with your arms out. That's because it's summer. Arms out right now. Yeah, yeah. I, it's incredibly I'm rare. Wearing today as well. Yeah. Short, short, just flipping neck, steady on. 
I mean, I've walked outside today. I've walked outside for about the grand total of, oh, I don't know, 800 metres to a coffee shop. And I'm convinced I've got sunburned. It's been very hot here. It was hot today. The sun was hot today. Yeah, it was, it was really hot. It's warm. It's close. <laughs> it's too hot. Go away. Yeah, I, th- I was thinking about I was talking to um, I was talking to a friend the other day about getting absolutely leathered. And we were trying to work out the first time we ever got, ever got leathered. And I have a rather unique story that I don't think there's going to be many people who've... Um, this was the first time they ever got <laughs> drunk. So we um go on, go on. Uh right. A, f- a friend had a fam- big family party and they got a full keg of beer, beer in like an eight. I don't know how how many pints is in a keg of beer. Seventy four pints, eighty pints, maybe. I think exact. I can't remember the exact. Quite number. a few, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, nobody touched it. So for the week after, this keg lived outside the house um, on the on a patio, and we were playing around in the garden and we were messing about. And we devised a drinking game, aged 13, on a Friday wow. afternoon, where we wow. got, um, you know, Ikea cups, like the plastic kids, I- red and yellow, green cups, yeah? Yeah. yeah. T- 250 millilitres, maybe. Um, and the game was, you ran across the garden <laughs> with a tray, and the first person filled up one cup, and then you necked it. And then the other person matched it, and then they do to one cup, so then... That's one cup down, and then two, and then you go neck two cups, and three cups, and four cups back to back. Where at this point you are pretty much downing a, a liter of ale, age fourteen, right? We don't remember quite how many cups we got to, but rest assured, we were both fourteen years old on a Friday, absolutely going for it, and it was the first time we'd ever really had access. Wait. It was the first time we've ever really had access to beer to be able to do this, which was bad news. (laughs) This is where the story gets ridiculous. We were both members of Scouts, and it was a Friday night, right? And we were going rock climbing that evening. If somebody somebody listens to this, nobody died, nobody loses any licenses, it's all fine. We turn up at rock climbing, genuinely absolutely spangled absolutely at age 14 and we were just laughing and couldn't even walk in a straight line like couldn't keep it together and i guess the reason how we managed to get away with it and it worked is because you you would have just thought we were being stupid because there was no way in their right mind they would have thought there was two 14-year-olds absolutely leathered on Dartmoor jail ale that they'd been sat drinking all afternoon. We drank it so fast that by the time when we walked to like to the, the climbing centre, like in the town, um, and then by the time we'd walked over there, it all started kicking in. And oh my, that was, it was you honestly... Been off your face. We were. Absolutely off your face. We were absolutely done. And it was hilarious. I don't remember. I don't remember that. This is the, th- this is the thing when we, look, been there. when we look back on it. Yeah, but it was quite funny, and it was definitely the first time I ever got drunk, and I don't think many people know that, and I think my mum and dad listen to the podcast, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this is how my mum and dad are about to find out the first time I ever got drunk. Did they not, did they not want to know what happened to the beer? Nah, because what happened was, when, when Baldy's mum and dad uh, found out, like, they, they understood that we'd been drinking the beer, but I think they thought that we'd gone outside and had, like, because they had no idea how much was in the keg. 
and how much was oh, left, if yeah, you see I what suppose, I mean. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. like we drank yeah. a whole... You had no idea of how much we'd had to drink. So they were like, oh, you shouldn't We didn't have know had. how much was there to start with, yeah. yeah. So they were like, oh, you should, probably shouldn't have had all that beer, boys. But they didn't really... They thought we'd gone and had, like, three, <laughs> like, two sneaky cups when actually we'd played some <laughs> insane drinking game, necking as much beer as possible. But, oh, wow. man. It was quite special. That was. That was a special moment looking back on looking back on my life. Sounds like it certainly uh, helps grow up, grow you up a bit, I suppose. Puts hairs on your chest. Yeah, and also, and also, it was ale. What a, what a strange choice mm. of what a strange choice of drink to be going to be going for. I couldn't drink ale at that age. When when did you, when do you I think I you got your? Anything. I could only drink cider. Oh really? Like strongbow? Yeah, I could only drink cider at that. No, it's not strongbow. Oh. I could only drink cider at that age because it was sweet, you know. I could drink that from a, from a younger age, but I couldn't get into lager till I was like eighteen. I just couldn't drink it; it was, just didn't like it. I was brought up on dad drinking lager and lime, watching the Formula One on Saturday afternoons, and our like glasses yeah. we had at home weren't big enough to fit a whole can in, so I'd have the little like scrap with a bit of lime in as well, thinking I was being oh, some yeah, rebel. I know, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, that's how I. That's how I. That's actually how I got started on all beer and whatever. I was in a pub. So in... it's all your dad's fault. No, not my dad's fault. Come, come on, I, <laughs> I didn't live this like wild youth. I wasn't some loose cannon. I wasn't totally mad. Just down in half lager and limes on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, watching the Formula One back when it was on ITV <laughs> with Murray Murray Walker presenting. And it's go go go. <laughs> back in the golden days. The, the vintage days of Formula One. Back when it was good and pure. <clears throat> I don't know. It's, but yeah, that was how, that was my, um, that's my first beer story. It's probably... I don't really have one. I never let myself get that drunk. I, the only time I ever got that drunk was in Barcelona, where I just drunk too many different things and just was so sick. That was special, though, that was. Well, it had, yeah, it's special memories, good times. It was a hell of a, that was a, Really special you moment. I was there. Yeah, I've been there. For hey, the... you were there. I was there. I'm going. I'm hopefully going back to Barcelona soon. Yeah, I know. That's good. <laughs> Barcelona is a lovely place to go. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be cool. It'll be. Um. Yeah, it should be interesting to go back and see how things have. Cool to have a really cool city that's got so much to see, but also have that beach right there as well, which is an amazing beach. Yeah, I'm not sure. It feels. It's still in my memory. It still feels quite a compact city. It's compact, yeah. Um, With it, well, we walked there, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. But then, actually, even when you think about it, even here in London, is fairly compact when you actually, if you start walking, if you know what I mean. I suppose, yeah, and the bulk of it is always quite condensed, isn't it? Yeah, there's loads of pe- loads of places all around, but the main, the main bit that you'd go to is often quite condensed. The attractions, I guess. The attractions. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will admit I don't spend a lot the of time. in the museum. I don't spend a lot of time doing attractions here. <laughs> no. So you haven't been to any of the museums? No, I have been in the past. Yeah, I've been to the. I'm literally just out the road from um, the Natural History Museum. Natural History, yeah. Out my window, you can see if you get the angle right and you crane your neck a bit, you can see the top of um. Oh, what's it called? The big, the Royal Albert Hall. And like the Hyde oh, Park, really? Edge of Hyde Park, and the big monument there. Yes. So if you... the Royal Albert Monument, yeah, it would be actually thinking about it. Yes, it would be the Royal Albert yeah. Monument. I know, I know it, I know it well. Um. So yeah, it, so I'm pretty. It's fairly central, but it's uh, it's okay, isn't it? You know, make the best of a bad situation. It's been a. I once, I once uh, was there, the Royal Albert Memorial. 
Um, I went to meet a YouTuber. This YouTuber came from America and had a get together in London, and I was like, "Fuck it, let's go for a, let's go for a ride up there to Toby Turner to Buskers." Isn't he, isn't he being done with like rape this week? No, that was a while ago, and it's all contested. No one actually knows what's going on with it. Okay, which like we shouldn't said, have said that. He... So then this could be libelous. Well, yeah, she she said that he did, and he said he didn't, and that he's been off of the radar for like two months now. Nobody really knows what's going on, so um, who knows, really? But it's not. It seems to be happening a lot now. YouTubers and stuff are becoming. Um, They're getting too much. Tra- it's too it. much. You... Um... Yeah, I think there's two. It's become. Well, the the thing is, it's, it's funny actually because I saw it in London when he came because he. I don't think they really realise how popular they are. Like they know that they have millions of people who watch their videos, but they don't really realise that they're considered as celebrities and considered as the say on the same level as like actors and things. Yeah, exactly. And they don't the really realise. This was yesterday. I remember. I remember seeing mean. it pop up on um, uh, what you call it, flipping newsbeat on Facebook. Um, yeah, there was a. They're called the Dolan Twins. I've personally never heard of them, but they're a, a YouTube no, people who'd gone and held a concert somewhere, or just a appearance or something, in New Jersey. And there was basically a flipping Hillsborough tragedy crush. And they had well, to... this is what I was getting to. Yeah, this is what I was getting to with Toby Turner. So we go. Me and my girlfriend come up to London for the day and just make it a bit of a trip as well, so that we can you know meet him. This was years ago. Anyway, so the way we were meeting was he was going to meet us there at the Royal Albert Memorial. Um, anyway, so, you know, I expect there to be like 50 people there. There's like 500 people there. It's absolute carnage, okay? He arrives, finally arrives, sees how many people there are. People are going absolutely mental. He's caught in the, he's caught in the crush. Um, he's caught in this, in this massive, caught in a mass of people he is. I say 500, maybe a little bit less, maybe like 300. And everybody's moving, you know, like huge crowds. And he's trying to push through crowds to get up. So he climbs up the steps of the Royal Albert Memorial so he can talk to everyone. And try to get everyone to everyone stay at the bottom. Up. Yeah, but then everybody's climbing up as well. You have people climbing on the railings. So he's oh like, he jumps up. Oh, he goes he goes over the railings to try and put some distance. But then people climb over the railings. So then he has to jump back over the railings, cuts his arm in the process. Oh, my God. So was fully mad. It was fully mad. So at this point, the, fire, the the police and ambulances and stuff had already been called. What? We're about 15 minutes in. Yeah. He finally gets some space and absolutely dashes it, dashes it into a cab and just gets into a cab and shuts the door and goes. And you see, because he obviously recorded it, he vlogged it, and then you see him getting into a cab and just rushing off. And the cabbie's just like, who are you? Yeah, what the <laughs> hell has happened? It's like everywhere, all around the car and everything. Anyway, then you have like ambulances and policing, police arriving and stuff, and it's just absolutely mental. So by this point, I am well gone. I am like in the distance watching this all unfold. Well, yeah, it's so not like, really what a, you went for. This is a bad situation to be a part of. Yeah, it's yeah, a strange, so it's exactly a strange culture, like though, say. isn't it? It's a very odd culture, and it's a new. The problem is, it's an, it's like Beatles culture. It's like Beatlemania, but on a new scale to people yeah, who don't, yeah, who is, haven't yeah. expected it. And I think that's yeah, and the... they don't have a support. They don't have a support network either. They don't have managers. They don't have people who are in the industry and know the industry and know how to react to these sort of situations. It's very, it's, it's really, really yeah. The whole thing's quite bizarre because it all runs around advertising money and paid endorsements and all that kind of stuff, doesn't it? 
But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's all horribly secret within that paid advertisement mm. and everything. Mm. It's very... Um, yeah, it's, it's odd. Nobody's, like, con- contractually, they're not allowed to talk about what they do or how much they get paid for anything. Yeah. So it's almost like a bit of a Wild West underworld going on. It is a bit weird. The whole thing's a bit strange. You have these random people who just make videos in their front room or whatever, and they uh, uh, earn th- hundreds of thousands. Yeah, and, and also... It's it's awesome. It's this is like this is the beauty of the of podcasting as well. I guess. I mean, it's it's accessible. Anyone can do it. Like if 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 you get your um, if you literally sit down and record a microphone, record it on wherever you want, upload well, it somewhere, can, and can, yeah, if we can do it with you in London and me here, yeah, the, the, it literally is. Anyone can do it. But it's so accessible. But then the, the flip side of that is, is it a good thing to to be? I mean, it's very we're it's we're sitting here on. Very dodgy ground, aren't we? I mean, everyone's entitled to do what the hell they want, but realistically, are it's there... It's the whole internet debate, though, isn't it? Yeah. There's a huge internet debate about it. Like, there's so much freedom of information, but is it a good thing that people can get whatever information they want about anything? And also, instantly? I think people can get themselves into quite deep water broadcasting things and gaining notori- n- notoriety or fame or something that the, potentially their personality type can't deal with and there is literally no support network there is nothing like like you say it's okay if if tobuscus toby turner or these people decide to be fair nowadays by the time they reach the point where they're having public appearances they've normally got like some kind of management going on and stuff but well you'd think so yeah he didn't but yeah yeah but it's that's it's not it's a very strange strange fast evolving world isn't it it's a weird, it's a weird world. Yeah, if anybody watches um, frequent stuff on YouTube and follows YouTubers, it is a weird world, and you know it. You can tell it is because they're all so strange, all of them. Well, I, I think you know, yeah, like you say, it's a very false world that you have to you have to live in. But I think people almost acknowledge that it's not the real. That's not the real life. You, you'd hope, yeah, that people yeah, don't see that that's yeah, real life. Right. You know, because otherwise, guys, it would be it would be mad, and nobody nobody lives quite as intensely as vloggers do they you'd hope not i don't know i don't know we don't i don't know anybody who's really like who really does it i don't yeah i'm no i don't know i mean we know a few people who've um don't know made some online waves but nothing nothing that we can quote back to i guess but i know i think it is a really interesting idea i think it's a really interesting new set of problems that might that are brand new to the to the evolving shape of the internet really well, see, it's even like piracy and stuff they just can't really sort laws on it because there's such questionable um it's so questionable i, I remember watching the documentary about pirate bay which was so interesting i thought it was going to be really boring but it was actually really interesting it was following their court case um and mm. was explaining why why they were being sued and who they're being sued by and what their sort of counter argument for it was and it was really interesting because you could say it wasn't actually their responsibility. It was everybody who downloaded it or everybody who um, uploaded its responsibility. Or it was, it was just, it, there was nowhere to really blame, no one to really blame because all they did was write some software and host and have some servers that hosted the, the um, infrastructure. It wasn't even the content. It's just the infrastructure. As an enabler, though, are you? Can they not? Yeah, they were, this is the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. 
you then it then comes down to are you enabling the the crime if it's uh, even a yeah crime? like you like you say at what heart. point you're just perver- you're well, it's not perversing the course of justice is it but you're you're providing i'm sure that an excessive like you say if you own the house that somebody runs as a brothel i'm pretty sure it comes back on you at some point because you're the one who owns the you're effectively own the premises that the illegal behavior is taking part part in that's a, that's a very good analogy for this yeah it's basically the same thing it's very good yeah i think it's a very bizarre it's a very bizarre world and it's because of there's also the the international issues where there's the internet isn't defined by one country so what's illegal in one country no, I know. and then yeah exactly it's weird. crosses a border and then is no longer illegal which is absolutely bizarre and where do you even begin unless well, what, what we're effectively going to have to have is some sort of worldwide internet police it's the only way it's going to happen you're going to have to have somebody who's without borders that would work together but that's literally never going to happen it physically can't politics get in the way i mean we can't even organize ourselves as a european union decide what the hell we want to do which by the way i am totally bored of the eu referendum debate i mean we're what we're like three weeks out from this thing and i am absolutely sick to the teeth of it well i've just heard a few people now just saying it's just such a waste of money and it really is like overall it's such a waste what the debate even if we ignore out out, yeah the whole the whole thing the whole thing just from deciding to do it and deciding to have a referendum and then actually doing it it must have cost millions and millions and millions it has cost a lot of money there's a lot riding on it the other thing the other interesting thing um that i was speaking to i was speaking to a friend who works I've caught up with lots of different people in London who who are like obviously because they move away. You know, you go to university, you move to the big city, and then it's actually quite nice. I get to catch up with people who you wouldn't, who I wouldn't normally see. Um, and she works in recruitment in the financial sector, like big banks and everything. And she was like, "I cannot wait, in or out, regardless of what happens. Please give me a result because at the moment the whole thing is so uncertain. Nobody's recruiting. Nobody wants to move jobs. Nobody knows because at any minute." All banks in the UK might pull the plug and move to Prague because they need to be under the yeah. the banner of part of the, EU. part of the EU. It's absolutely so. Meanwhile, while everybody's having these debates and it's rolling on and keeping on, keeping on, it's extremely um, chaos for everyone else. Yeah, it's it's causing collateral and making things quite uncomfortable for other industries. I guess just general uncertainty is not good for markets at all, is it? Not at no. all. Not at all. It will be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to, get, do you want to put predictions? We write a prediction in a brown envelope. Prediction. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, basically, I, could, I think I could write a prediction for both. I could say why I think it could be either in or out. So, I mean, it could be either. I, do you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. reasons why I think people vote in and reasons why I think people vote out. I think I... Well, the, the conclusion I've come to after reading a whole lot of stuff and, and coming come to it... The worst possible result, as with all elections for two result elections, is a close finish. A 51 49 in either direction is absolutely catastrophic because at that point you've got the greatest proportion of people who were annoyed and it leaves, it still leaves a question. Whereas if you've got a clear margin, if there's a, if there's a slightly clear margin, it's jobs are good and isn't it? There's no going back on it. It's really, it's really difficult, and I think, 
I'm not sure. I think the way all the polls, and also you can't read, I mean, you can't read into what's pre, pre-predicted by polls either. It's very, um, they change no, their mind like the wind. The thing is that you just don't know how accurate they are, do you, really? Yeah. Have you ever been polled? You know what I mean? Have you ever no. been polled? I got a phone call the no. other day that I think was probably me being polled. But, um, oh, really? Yeah. I don't, I, but like you say, but then they don't, I don't think they cover it. I don't think they use a broad enough, um, I don't think they poll probably not, no. a broad enough. Say, so, okay, we're going to, we're going to poll everyone in Surrey. Hmm. Exactly. And what then you're going to get results of Surrey. Exactly. It's because, and also, how you don't, I, I've got to admit, I'm not particularly kind to cold callers on the phone. I'm pretty, I'm not a savage, but no, I'm not. I, they, they, they annoy me. Yeah, I, greatly. yeah. And, oh man, I had one the other day who, what, what did he say his name was? He was an Indian chap who'd obviously been told that he had to have an English name to relate to the, and he was like, hello, my name is Happy. So he's so he like, good morning, my name is Happy, how, how can I help you? I work for a survey. And I was like, pardon? And I asked him like, and he said his name like three or four times. And I was like, that's, I don't want to do the survey and your name isn't Happy. I, I can't do this. I, I'm not in the mood. I'm not in the mood at all. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw, um, I saw saw recently. What was it? It was like um, the beautiful business university or something. Really weird. It had a. It was in India. It had a really strange name. Oh, there was a beautiful um, or happy. There was a. uh, Is it University of Loughborough are offering a degree in memes? In memes. Yeah, in memes. Uh, Loughborough meme. Let me just fact check this quickly. Loughborough courses. <laughs> it was. I was on the. Was it? It was on the BBC. A, a thing in. I. Uh, it might be. Uh, no, I see. I think I might be fooled here by Facebook. Okay. Yeah, it's somebody. Somebody's edited the page. But yeah, I was. Sorry, this is a false alarm. This is embarrassing, isn't it? This Been, is why we fight check. I've had the wool pulled over my eyes. Loughborough University will not be offering a degree in dank memes. But God, I wish dank. they were. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Dank memes, that would be amazing. Dank memes can't melt steel beams. Gotta remember that. <laughs> oh. <sighs> right. Right. I think we'll leave it there, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's quite that's quite a journey. Hopefully it's been good with you up there and me down here. It's challenging podcasting at a distance, isn't it? Yeah, it's much more difficult. It's funny, even though we've got video chat on, it's still... We've got a video chat, but I feel we're lacking a... a sparkle, you know? I miss you. Yeah, I miss that's you. I miss you a little here. bit too. I, I do. I miss lots of things. Aww. I miss my dog. I really miss my dog. Oh, Man. Yeah, I'm sure. And I miss carpet because obviously in a hospital there's no carpet. Everything has to be wiped clean. So oh, um I've never thought of that. This there's like simple things like that. It's things like that you just do not think about when, when you're not in that situation. I miss being able to go and turn the kettle on. I miss carpet. Sounds good. Yeah. Um I miss stairs. I miss stairs in your own house yeah, because stairs. obviously I'm my I'm, I'm on the I'm on the like the third floor and so 
you're never going to, and it's not really, there's a mezzanine as well, so it's more like the fourth, like four and a half floor. It's weird. It's a strange, super old building. Um, and uh, yeah, you're going to use the lift every time. So all I do is get the lift up. And then, so I don't ever walk, I don't walk on the stairs. So I, you know, when you just got mm. a real urge to just dash up the stairs to go and get a pair of socks before you go out. I miss that. Can't just give Man. you a list of things I miss. It's going to turn into a very sad, sad <laughs> nihilist point of view. We'll see. Still, but yeah. All right then. Wow, that was still still quite a journey. That wasn't it. I don't even from know a what... guy, from a policeman making dog noises to catch a criminal. Yes, impersonating a dog. Two. I don't really know. Where did we finish? Where did we finish? Finish at things I miss because I'm in hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's where we finished. That angers Mrs. Carpet. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a thing <gasps> for carpet. Honestly, I don't have a thing for carpet. I, a funny story here. That I, last quip. Last little quick one. Go friend on, of the pod. On. Friend of the pod, Mitchell. Um, oh, nah, I can't say this. I can't say this. I must censor. There's a line. It's nothing to do with Mitchell. It's to do with somebody. I've said too much. I've said okay, way we're, too much. We're, it there. we're shutting it down. We're shutting Shut it, it down. off. Shutting it off before somebody gets in trouble. Um, right. See you soon, guys. You can follow Twitter. us. Follow us on Twitter at Starter for Ten Pod. We're on Facebook at Starter for Ten. Um, yeah, keep us up to date. We're there. Whoa! Oh, wow, that was loud. Yeah, it was a supercar going past. That was. Um, then we've got. Yeah, available on all the usual outlets. Jobs are good. And we'll be back Great. podcasting with more enthusiasm, more vigour, not a 200-mile distance, less alarms, less yawning, less... Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep it together. Right. See you then. <laughs> Cheers then. Bye. Hey guys. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore, so we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online, so any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore, so we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com.